everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 158. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabriel Montalvo and our very special guest. You may know her on Instagram as Red Pilled iCarly. So, guys, just a reminder before we get started to visit our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com for links to all our articles, shows, and merch, all the proceeds which go back into fighting against leftist oppression. Remember, it is getting cold outside. The real snowflakes are going to start coming, not just those liberals that are screaming on the street corners. Get yourself a hoodie, all right? They are extremely warm. It will protect you from all the liberal jabs that will be coming your way come November, guys. But let's get into it. The debate was on Tuesday. What is it, Gabe? Use code GABE10. Oh, you know what? Price on all products. All right, yes. If you want to. Make a comment. Use Amani 10 for a Oh, discount. okay. So you can use either Amani 10 or Gabe 10, depending on who you like better at the end of this episode. So no, someone, will, your name. someone will be making some money. It's A-M-A-K-M-A-N-Y. Everyone knows right. that. Come on, man. All right. Um, but as we all know, the dumpster fire of a debate was on Tuesday. Um, President Trump actually just ended up debating two people at once with, you know, just, it was an absolute disaster. It's amazing that you get a moderator that one cannot control the debate, and then two is clearly helping former Vice President Joe Biden along with all of his things, just completely asking ridiculous questions that we've already known the answer to. But you know what we really saw was what I really wanted to touch on is the lies that Biden is pushing, and this is what the left does: is they lie and they lie and they lie, and their base believes it. So we saw Biden lie about handing over Trump a booming economy. Yes, it was coming out of a recession, but having a GDP under two is not a booming economy. That's a recovering economy. Within the first few months, President Trump had that economy going again. And as we know, we had the best economy in in 50 years right before coronavirus. Biden also claimed that the president was responsible for tanking the, the the economy. He also claimed that the president was responsible for all the deaths due to coronavirus, even though he did exactly what he was supposed to do in keeping federalism and allowing governors to run their states. And as we all know, Emperor Cuomo is responsible for over 33,000 deaths, the most in the country in New York state. But the liberals will just blame Trump for it. because And he's writing a book on leadership. He's writing a oh book on leadership. Oh my God, yeah, I saw that. We're going we're gonna, to, that's going to be a whole nother episode. But, you know, it's... Right. It just becomes a whole bunch of lies and a whole bunch of nonsense. So, Gabe, I'm going to start with you. What did you like? What was the biggest thing that kind of nudged you about Biden just straight up making stuff up? Even Antifa. He said Antifa is an ideology. And we've been over this a million times. You have a uniform, you have a flag, and you're highly organized and you're financially backed. That's not an ideal. That's not an idea. That's an organization. It's a very well-funded idea. So that's just what I'm going to start off with. But going into it, not just is not, do we not just see that Joe Biden is actually 100% incorrect with what Antifa is like? Because he doesn't even, he hasn't even experienced what Antifa is about. I actually had the pleasure of being surrounded by Antifa uh, about a year ago, basically a year ago. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something, that idea seemed very real and they did have bike locks and they did seem pretty violent for being anti-fascist. But, you know, irony and ignorance is bliss. So with that being said, I'd like to also touch upon something not many people were really speaking about. And that has to do with, with Joe confusing Hunter and Bo Biden. Trump brings up that Hunter Biden is a crook. You know, he actually has uh, foreign ties and that's where he's getting his money from. And you should be taxing, uh, sorry, not looking into the tax returns of Hunter. And Joe Biden later on Twitter or his team brings up Bo was a good son. No one took a jab at Joe Biden's dead children. That, that's something that not, you know, the president can hit people with where it hurts in a lot of places, but that's something I know that the president has a lot of respect for and he would never do something like that. But what did we see? We saw him trying to, Joe Biden actively trying to manipulate and spread fake news. So I went on my Twitter and I started to fact check Mr. Mr. Biden a little bit. And I told him, well, I tried to tell him, but he didn't respond to my tweet. You should, you should all push for people to respond to that tweet. And I said, hey, Joe, you're, fr- you're proud of your son, but he's a joke. He got into the U.S. Navy with a waiver. He wasn't supposed to go in because he was too old to join the Navy. But because daddy was the former vice president, he was able to write in, because Biden was vice president at the time, he was able to write in that 
his son Hunter was fit for service. And then the pendejo doesn't even last a year and gets kicked out for abusing cocaine. So and then, then Joe like, lied about it. And then Joe constantly lies about Hunter. He's like, oh, no one says my son did that. My son didn't do anything wrong. Your son just fathered an illegitimate child with a stripper. Like, there's nothing that Hunter Biden won't do wrong. He's the angel of the Democratic Party, which means that he's just the devil in real life. <laughs> Copywriting that term. Amani, <laughs> what is your biggest? Because my biggest gripe was that. I'm just saying. Uh, that's one of my biggest things, I think. Well, I have a the, couple of gripes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, well, you won't. Can I speak? Oh, no, definitely. Okay. 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 So actually jumping off of, um, we're, we're speaking, um, about, uh, military and I love how the media likes to run with false anonymous accusations and they say they won't reveal their sources. And they said that, uh, president Trump called our vets losers with no evidence well, we literally have video of Joe Biden calling our military uh, service people mm-hmm. stupid bastards, okay? And he says that that's not true and to pull the clip up. And of course- Clap, you stupid bastards. He, exactly. And he even said, I don't know if you guys caught that. He's like, where's the clip? Pull the clip. This isn't a CNN interview. It's a, it's a debate. I promise you that if somebody would have walked up with a computer, he would have been like, that's not me. I don't know what you're talking about. Orange man bad. That's just how it is. They just deflect. And that got me so mad because the, the CNN, all, you know, the, the fake news media is going to fact check Trump all night long. But I promise you, they will not say anything about Biden's lies. And the thing with Biden is that he's been so used to having people kiss his ass for several years that he knows the media is not going to do anything, that they're going to protect him and coddle him like they always do. But at the, the York, end of the, the day... The New York Times actually fact-checked him. The New York Times fact-checked him, and they oh, got so hallelujah. much backlash from liberals because all they did was like, well, you know, Biden didn't hand Trump a booming economy, and President Trump did have a higher, you know, the economic recovery was basically done by President Trump, and it was crashed due to coronavirus. And they got attacked on Twitter by the left. It was... It's like the New York Times was like, we're, let's do one thing right. Let's do one thing correct. <laughs> and the left was just like, no, 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 no. And they just, it was, oh my God, it was hilarious. Because the New York Times, they're one of the biggest perpetrators of lies against the right, against America, against anything, against the truth. They're like the CNN of newspapers. Yes. Um, another thing, actually. Um, well, actually, speaking of fact-checking, I didn't even get to see that. So did they ever fact-check him and pull up the clip of him calling them stupid bastards? No, but it's all over the internet. I it is I all over the internet. We know these things, but I, I, I do have to put myself in the shoes, like I was telling you earlier, of, of people that, you know, people that just work all day, don't have time to do this, and really believe that the news is having their best interests in mind, um, that they don't know this. They don't know the things that we already kind of walk around having an idea of. Um, so I do think we should keep sharing. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm going to go back to my profile and just keep sharing that because they're probably not going to show that. And I hate how they play the victim. It's actually funny now that you're talking about um, the GDP um, uh, hit historical unemployment. It was because of the Obama administration. But now that we have, you know, record unemployment, no, not un- unemployment, well, yeah, record unemployment, then it's Trump's fault. It's not anyone else's fault. So they're just not, we can see how, you know, intellectually dishonest they've been. So that's, I think I have more things, but. If you guys have anything else. Yeah, well, the lies from the left just never stop coming. And we went over this before. We went over this on Tuesday's episode, too, with just you can say whatever you want if you have an anonymous source. And, you know, the left-wing right. media will cover for you. But, you know, the, the Biden lies just keep stacking. He's been lying for years. He lied. He lied when he first ran for president about, you know, how he graduated top of his class. And he had two scholarships and graduated with three degrees. It's not even good lies. It's easily fact check. Don't tell me about being smart. Don't talk to me about being smart. Oh, that was a great quote. That was a great time when, when oh, the that president was, was talking about. Actually, a badass moment. Yes, that actually made me very happy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I want to touch on something. Uh, not necessarily the elephant, pun intended, in the room, uh, was how Trump's aggressiveness was that debate. Do I think that he was a little hyper aggressive? A smidge. I'd say he was a little much. Uh, personally, I felt bad for anyone watching on Telemundo, Univision, any translators that were, had to actually translate for people back at home who were not in English. Because I could just imagine these two people looking at each other like, all right, we got to, you see, we're going to start arguing ourselves or 
you know, someone's going to have yeah. to shut up. But I thought it was a strategy for Trump to actually move forward and say, I'm going to keep him off of his base. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to make him uncomfortable. Because well, he pissed uh, him off. That was his plan. Right. It was to get him pissed off. And he got pissed off. He called him a clown. You could see Biden getting mad. He called him a racist. He pulled all this nonsense out. And, and Trump can be able to use that in the next debate. Told him to shut up. Told him to shush. Like, you don't know, come on, man. I, I, I was waiting for Biden to actually go up in the middle of the stage and tell Trump, hey, man, you want to do some push-ups? I thought he was just going to walk up the stage. Like, I don't need to be here and just walk up and leave. Like, I own no, the presidency. No, presidential debate. If you want to be president, you got to be here. But did yeah. any of you actually learn anything about Biden's policies? He kept saying, well, when we learned that he lies people, about them. <laughs> yes, yes. But honestly, like, if you're really in the center, let's say you're, you're one of those people that are really in the center, don't know who to go for. And this is really your chance to hear from the horse's mouth, right? Which I thought was, I thought that Trump should have used that a little bit more to, to his advantage because people were actually going to be watching him. You know, it's not going to be watching him through, through the media lens. Um, it was going to be watching him directly. Um, but he, I think he should have used that to his advantage. But Biden was not talking about policy at all. He was just appealing to emotion the whole time. He didn't even answer the questions about, correctly, though. About packing the court. He's like, well, we'll get to that when after the election. Go vote. It's like, that's not how that works, sir. We need to know what you're planning on doing before we vote for you. It's kind of like when they passed Obamacare. They said, oh, well, we need to pass it to know what's in it. Like, this is just how these people operate. So that goes to show you that they don't really want to tell you what they're going to do. And if they don't want to tell you outright that they're going to raise your taxes, I mean, think about it. Who's going to pay not only for, I think it's $100 trillion for the Green New Deal, right? $100 trillion. There, there's, there's not enough money for that in, in, in the country. That's it's just for, never going to happen. That's just for the Green New Deal. That's not, is, I don't even know if that has college, free college for all included. Does that not, matter? Not, from, not that I remember when I looked no, at and it. And you I'm still have to deal with the post office, too. And I don't even think that it has um, uh, Medicare for all. So now can you imagine the skyrocketing costs? that we're going to be slapped with, which, which makes sense, which is why he doesn't want to outright. I mean, I, I've seen some clips of him, you know, you know, when you're elderly, you kind of lose your filter. I've seen him outright say, I'm going to raise your taxes. I'm not going to lower your taxes. It's not just the corporations he's coming after. He's also he gonna told the Democrat to vote for Trump during a campaign stop. This it guy was a it all the time. It was a Hispanic. He hates his voters, though. I mean, he, you, you can remember when he was talking to that guy that ended up being on an on a NRA commercial. Yes. I'm coming for your, right? I'm coming for your guns. I'm coming for your NR-14s. Yeah, your AR-14s. Yes. Listen, that debate was a great, I'd say actually a very beautiful display of the Wallace-Biden ticket. Don't you dare speak ill about them. I think Chris Wallace did a great job in defending Joe Biden. I think he did a great job speaking for Joe Biden. I think he did a great job being Joe Biden. That's the only thing that Wallace did was he let Joe Biden speak nonsense and ramble on it, just tell people to shut up. And then he goes after Trump, Mr. President, but Mr. President, Mr. President, excuse me, sir. It's, if it wasn't that, he was actively trying to refute what the president was saying. Now, listen, I, I thought that Chris Wallace would have actually been very different as a moderator. I actually, you know, he's supposed to be like this centrist type. He's on Fox. I thought, you know what? Maybe he won't be that bad. Uh, and I thought that he's had a long professional career in journalism and, you know, and in this sort of field and setting for him to actually be comfortable and actually handle this well. Now, we find the complete opposite about that. I just think that I hope that the next person to moderate the debate is Joe Rogan. I'm throwing that I out wish. there. Or us, we can we can moderate this here on on sure. our own podcast. I know. Yeah. We should offer. We should send out the invitation. But that that whole debate was flawed from the start because if you look at let's look at the first question, which Biden didn't really answer because he didn't answer any of his questions. He just changed the subject every single time. But they're asking him whether or not that President Trump has the right or it's it's right for him to nominate a Supreme Court justice. Oh, let's wait till after the election. It doesn't matter about after the election. Regardless of whether President Trump wins or loses, regardless of what happens to the Senate or the House, no one is leaving government until January. Their term is until the next inauguration. So they have until their term is up 
to fulfill their duties. Their job is to fulfill is to fill the seat in the court or to try to fill the seat in the court. It doesn't matter if they're all on their way out. So it's not really a debate question. It's this is the law and this is the problem that we have. And it goes, we do it all the time is that the left thinks the constitution is a suggestion. It's not. It's a set of rules for how the government's supposed to operate. And they always talk about the Supreme Court's supposed to interpret the Constitution. No, they're supposed to read the Constitution and apply it to the cases that they hear. They're not interpreting the Constitution. The Constitution is written very, very straightforward. You know, the government may make no laws regarding freedom of speech. You cannot prevent peaceable assembly. You cannot infringe on the right to bear arms. These things are written very in very much plain speak. But the left, in order to push their agenda, needs to make it sound like, no, 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 it's meant to be interpreted. And that's just not true. And it's the same thing. So that started off with that flawed question. And then we had Joe Biden just not answer any question. He just changed the subject every single time. Every time he was asked a question, he changed the subject. Mm-hmm. He also, uh, Joe Biden also conflated Kyle Rittenhouse with white supremacy. And he also allowed, sorry, and Wallace allowed for Biden to say that, uh, to go with that lie that Trump hasn't condemned white supremacy. It's become such a tired talking point, a parroted talking point that has no basis in any truth. And how can you tell me that a man who has served in the Senate for decades, close to five decades, was then as a, uh, served as a vice president? How can you tell me that this person doesn't have a plan? This guy should have been making plans. He should have had plans for his plans. This is someone who should have been the most prepared, aside from Hillary Clinton. But he actually, I think, was in office and, and held office longer than she did. This was the, an establishment a politician through and through, and he couldn't even handle himself in a 90-minute debate. That is something that should put a lot of people on edge. Well, most of his stuff was, I'm going to bring back the Obama stuff, right? We're going to keep, we're going to expand the Affordable Care Act. We're going to bring back all the Obama regulations. That's his whole platform. Why? Because no one actually likes Joe Biden in politics. He's been a garbage politician for 47 years. And his biggest accomplishment is riding Barack Obama's worthless coattails because Barack Obama was one of the worst presidents we've ever had. So typical of a white man to right off of a black man's accomplishments, isn't it? Ha, take that liberals. I mean, Amani, what do you, what do you think about this? Um, I just think that the, well, I think he did lose his base. I mean, I hope he lost his radical base when he said that he wasn't going to um, uh, push the Green New Deal. I, at this point, I don't know what's going on. He had teamed up with Biden and AOC to push this uh, new Green New Deal forward. I mean, I think a lot of people don't even know what's in it. I, I believe it's five pages. Some people don't even realize that it, no cows. You're not going to have a burger anymore. Gabe Gray, and, the and, guns were taken to the streets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's, I think people, I think that might appeal to some, you know, they're going to take away the cows. And there are other things. I believe that um, there's a limit on, on, on one car. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, going screw to be a farmers. limit on how much But this is anything. Newsom, Newsom tried to write in a bill where you have to ban gas-powered vehicles by 2035. One, yes. the EPA came out and said, this is not feasible. And it also, this order might be completely unenforceable and unconstitutional. The EPA, they're like, if you go to work for the EPA, you're like the biggest tree hugger in the world. And they're going, hey, Newsom, this isn't going to work. You're a moron. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, look, I think that it was, it's so ridiculous that be, Amy Coney Barrett hasn't even stepped up as a justice yet. She's not even practicing yet and they're already predicting the future about what she's going to do all the things she's going to overturn and i think trump did a really good job um saying we're not what are you talking about she's not even she hasn't even had a chance yet um because they're just trying to frighten people saying that she's going to get rid she's this big mean bad catholic woman even though him and supposedly pelosi are both catholics so I don't know why it's okay, why she's some kind of radical Catholic, but they're both Catholics and it's okay. Biden's, so, a, well, yeah, Biden, Biden's a Catholic. So is Cuomo. But yeah, I so mean, I don't understand how she Cuomo signed, Cuomo signed in a law allowing babies to be murdered the day before they're born. Okay? The only Cuomo's good thing that this, one of the only things that this Pope has done well, I think is he, ex, I think he excommunicated Cuomo. Uh, and we, you know, we're going back to rings. 
Unless, yes, you, unless, unless he has two crosses hanging nipple. from those nipples. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I don't even think – Amy Corbett at this time, ACB, has not even been uh, voted in yet. She was just the nominee. She was just announced as the nominee, correct? Am I, or am I just going to say yeah, – yeah, so these just said he was going to nominate her. They haven't even voted. Exactly. Yeah. The Senate hasn't even voted yet. And they're like, talking about what she's going to do. I think we should name her the, the glorious ACB and make T-shirts. I think someone already made it the notorious ACB, and I think no, they're already. No, but glorious is better. I don't know. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna stir up the pot a little bit. I don't care. And we're doing it. <laughs> okay, you can wear that shirt. Speaking of which, if you're watching the uh, the visual version, the the better version where you get to see this face and these wonderful trinkets behind me, we are all wearing Empire State Conservative merch. So yeah. Make sure you use either of the codes. Vote down below. Th that's how you, this is how we drive engagement. Depending on who you put that code in for, either Armani 10 or Gabe 10 will depend on who, I'll even put up my co-host title for this, fighting for the belt. <laughs> whoever, whoever sells more t-shirts via the code gets a pay raise. <laughs> wow, that'd I wait be to get my penny. Bring up the raise on my first so, day. That was so, so from free, which is what I also work for, uh, they, they will get also paid. No, but yes, guys, make sure once again, we'll take a quick break to tell you, you we need your support in order to in order to get more engagement, in order to spread the message, in order to spread the knowledge, which is essentially what we are giving to the people because we all know the fake news media is spreading right. bullshit. We need your help. We need money in order to do that. So if you can, yes, please visit our store, EmpireStateConservedNetwork.com slash store. Use either code, which will both be in the link to this episode, and you will get 10% off. And you will help Gabe and Imani make a little bit of money, or, or Imani make a little bit of money. Yeah, and that's the thing. I bring this up only because uh, it's the begin beginning of October, uh, you know, as this is being filled and put out. With that being said, Facebook uh, has put out new terms and regulations saying that they can restrict social media accounts as they see fit. Uh, now they're using it under the guise of uh, legality, but we know, and I even experienced this recently uh, when trying to upload something political or, you know, when it comes to any information that I put out uh, recently, that it was restricted, that you couldn't do it. Recently, for those of you who may know, uh, the conservative Latino, uh, you know, AKA Anthony, uh, has recently had his Twitter Suspended indefinitely with no rhyme or reason. So when James Evan also right after they came out with the ballot harvesting, James O'Keefe was suspended. There we go. So here are exactly. So here are facts. Here's factual evidence. And here are the facts about the, about what we're seeing. We're not just these crazy Alex Jones, angry Republicans running around saying that, you know, we need to get elect Trump, defend your guns, defend Turn your the freedom. frogs gay. Yeah. We're not saying that stuff. All of the stuff that we're saying is verifiable. And it's stuff that's happening in front of your faces. So we're really here to fight back against the shadow ban that's out in the open now, effective October. We're here to fight a shadow ban. And we're also here to make sure that you guys have enough information to go throughout your day and not just think that something like Antifa is an idea, not an actual organization. No, 100%. All right. Moving on. Move. Whoop. So moving on really quick. So we all know the rock. Everyone loves the rock. Who doesn't love rampage? Who doesn't love every, basically every single movie the rock has ever made WWE. Honestly, the rock has been one of the biggest celebrities for the last what 30 years, maybe 25 years. Yeah. Apparently he thought now, now for the first time was a good time to come out and endorse a presidential candidate. Now, The Rock claims that he is a centrist, and he came out, and he decided to let everyone know what The Rock is cooking, and it turns out it's crack, because he came out in support of Joe Biden. Now, most people who are centrists or classical liberals, right, are for smaller government. It's, it's like a version of libertarianism, kind of. And they're for smaller government. They're for they're more socially liberal. They want fiscal responsibility. They want more personal freedom. You came out and endorsed somebody who essentially said he's going to run a totalitarian state, shut down the entire economy, and force people to pay to to have Medicare for all, and just basically expand the government. He wants to expand the government. He wants to take away personal freedoms. It the whole thing doesn't make any sense. So there's one or two things going on. 
there's the conspiracy theory angle where everyone in Hollywood is a pedophile and they have something on the rock and they're using that to pressure him, which God forbid any of that is true for many reasons that we're not going to get into because it gets kind of disgusting or they are paying the rock a lot of money because otherwise this doesn't make any sense. Gabe, what do you, what do you, I can't make heads or tails of this. And to me, it really just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you do this? Why would you do this now? What's funny is that uh, someone brought up an SNL clip of the rock and it showed him as like this, you know, crazy inventor scientist or whatever. And he says, Oh, I made a child molesting robot. And he kept, just kept repeating that line over and over again. So that to me is already creepy. I personally don't find humor, nor have I found many comedians making jokes about you know, regular people touching little kids, unless they're Catholic priests. That's typically the only jokes I associate that with. Now, then what's interesting is about a year ago, uh, around that time frame. The Rock had a Abrams tank named after him by the U.S. military, by the army. And a lot of people got, he got a lot of flack from, from liberals, from the progressive left, saying that, oh, well, how dare you support weapons of war in this imperialistic state and the American empire, America, KKKA, all that stuff. And The Rock said, I have a right to support my country. I have the right to, to support uh, our military. Now what we're seeing is that the landscape has completely changed ever since 2016. Liberals, and they might've been a little bit more quiet about it, but progressives on average do not care for this country anymore. They want to flee it. They're always talking about how bad it is that we're colonizers, imperialists, all this nonsense. So it's no longer where we have a people, an entire almost half of the country that really just don't like or appreciate where they're living anymore. And they want to see it be burned to the ground, literally. They want to see a police presence removed. They want to see their own version of justice. And as Ben Shapiro said, social justice is perverted justice because it just evolves into mob rule. And we've seen that when we've had Anthony come on, uh, when we've had a report and opine on with Linda. She almost got a huge serving of social justice in the face. And, and Kenny, too. So those are my two cents on it. Amani? Well, the thing with these, um, these Hollywood elites, people don't realize that they're not just like us. Do you remember the whole we're in this together campaign where these people are suffering in their mansion? <laughs> and they can literally walk out and they have chefs serving them by the poolside. These people are not like us and they're completely out of touch with reality. So if... If it isn't one of, the, one of the disgusting things you said or the other, I think it's just that these celebrities are completely out of touch. Um, I hope that it's that and not the thing with the child molesting robot. Um, I don't think that this is genuine. I don't think it's coming from actual research because you haven't seen a single celebrity that, claim, you know, that, that screams from the rooftops that Trump is, you know, every name in the book actually go to the Oval Office. And I'm sure you guys know he invited Colin Kaepernick over, um, you know, he's invited countless people over to talk about policy that you want for, for your community. And they refuse to go. They refuse to actually speak to both sides of the aisle. So this isn't an educated decision. There's something clearly behind this because no one is sitting down with President Trump. Either they've been bullied into it, um, but I, I don't see why he would come out and support him because that's absolutely embarrassing. Especially the rock. When I, when I think of Hollywood, I think of the rock as like a little bit uh, different from all the other, you know, bimbo celebrities. I think of him as being this really nice, cool, kind guy. Um, my mom actually really loves him. And I, 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 this cannot come from an educated place. It cannot. He hasn't sat down. You, you can't tell me you're going to sit down with Joe Biden, see him mumble, poop his pants, and then you're going to say, this is the man that's going to run our country. But the left doesn't want policy. So we even went over this with Nando, right? When Gabe, you, you, um, you, Nando and Gavin had done the BBC interview, and he was, and Nando was told to stop talking about policy, because the left doesn't run on policy because they can't. If you go to any any liberal and go, give me a Democrat policy that made the world better, they can't do it. Democrats don't run on policy; they run on virtue signaling. Joe Biden doesn't have one policy that he has ever implemented that has helped people. 
Joe Biden's biggest accomplishment is the 94 crime bill. He can't run on the 94 crime bill. That's, that's just not going to happen. But if you Talk. even Obama, what, what do you like about Obama? Oh, I don't know. He was very presidential. No, no. Tell me a policy. Um, nothing. Nothing. And when they told Trump, oh, I don't like him because of his because of his tweets. Okay, but let me explain to you these policies, which have actually improved the country for everyone. Oh, but uh, I don't care because they don't care about policy. They have they want they have problems and they don't want solutions because the key is to never have a solution. Because if there's no solution, I can I can keep complaining about it. If I'm an activist and Thomas Sowell said this, activists only know how to be activists, right? So we, we always see the progression. You had Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton in the civil rights movement, right? They wanted equality for everyone. That, that happened, right? We got the Civil Rights Act. What did they do next? They picked a new cause. All they do is activism. That's it. And so instead of, okay, we got this. Now let's go live our lives. It's, no, no, we want more. We saw it within the, within the gay community. They, we, they got gay marriage, which was awesome, right? They got it. That's what they wanted. What's next? Oh, crap. No one's giving us money. We have nothing left to fight for. Oh, trans people. That's how all of this happens. It's a never-ending cycle because activists only know how to be activists. Activists aren't going to be activists. And then when they get what they want, go and open up a business. They're not going to do that. They don't know how to do that. All they need to know how to do is scream and cry at the top of their lungs to get what they want. And when they get it, they need to find a new cause. And that's why the left doesn't run on policy. That's why you can't talk to them about policy because they don't care. It's not their end game. Their end game is an entire change to the system, which they know they'll never get. They know they'll never get it. That, but they push it. Why? Because it's all about virtue signaling. If I go, I want everyone to have the same. I want everyone to be equal. Doesn't that make me sound so good? They know it's never going to happen. It's impossible. They know it's impossible. But it makes them sound, feel so good. It makes it sound so good. And they can feel so good about themselves that they're helping the poor, underprivileged black and brown people become equal, equal in society, have equal protection under the law, which we already have. Yeah, I mean, they definitely get off on virtue signaling. Um, I, I, I was thinking about um, how, you know, all this talk about institutional racism and how, uh, what's his name, uh, Biden, well, he couldn't even get the word out. He was like systemic, like he couldn't even remember what the word was. Um, and he said, well, he's basically saying he's going to be the savior of, of the black and brown people, right? He's going to bring equality. He's going to bring peace. Um, and the thing is that with these disintegrationists, they don't, the point is to tear down the system. The point is that the institution itself is flawed. So you have to burn it down and start over. Imani, so, have you been reading Ben Shapiro? Have, well, I have read something. I was about to say, I, <laughs> just, I literally <laughs> just got to that part of the book today. I can call them activists because some activists are just incredibly, you know, they don't know what they're doing, right? They just need a cause to fight for. Um, but other people, they're like, we need to burn this down to the ground, you know, like exactly like you said. So, but I think that these people will, they will eventually will burn it down to the ground. And, and, and I really think that when they mean, you know, all these institutions, they obviously mean the constitution. That's why they want to pack the courts because they don't want judges that are going to actually read the constitution and apply it so that and, and everything that you know our politicians are doing is, is, is according to the constitution. They want a bunch of liberals, a bunch of people that are gonna look into their heart and their feelings and are gonna do everything that the Democrats want. So I, I, I just don't, I don't, I hope people start looking into why they fight the, so hard to keep us brainwashed um, and it's actually funny how they call conservatives grifters when the money's on the other side. I mean, last time I checked, BLM got what? How much money did they get? I think they got $2 billion. How much? Or was that the damage? The damage was $2 billion. How, I think they've gotten about a billion dollars. And I think that was just this year. I don't even think that that's with what they made in 2016. And the money is over there. And, and, and this, like, I actually, I was getting called names on social media the other day. I was getting called a beaner. I was getting told that, that I was going to get put in a cage and that um, this person was going to call ICE on me um, to deport me. Um, and I'm just like, wow, like these liberals are the most racist people. I have never had th these types of comments gear thrown at me before until I actually stepped over into what I into what I say, just like a clear a clear mind, a, a you know bro, broken free 
uh, from the bondage. And I've never heard this type of language before. And it's, yeah, the money's over there. I'm just saying. We could really all sit here and just say SJW things and we can make some money. Well, speaking of SJW things and virtue signaling, um, if one of the two of you, you know, let's just, I'll get, just get banned from everything right now. Um, Gabe, what is Latinx or Latinx or whatever the hell that nonsense they're trying to push is, uh, it's very confusing because is Hispanic not allowed anymore? I mean, it's, it, I, I don't know. I, I, there's too many things. I just don't, I don't know what's going on anymore, Gabe. I need clarification. I'm not allowed to say anything because I got my Hispanic card taken away from me several times. I've, been, I've applied for, for a renewal, but I think I'm out of uh, the, the trial period, I suppose. What could be the backlog? I mean, we don't really know yet. It could be on the backlog. Yeah, a lot of things. I, I keep hearing the COVID excuse, and honestly, I think I might just go down to the office. Um, but, Did they stamp honestly, it with whitewashed? <laughs> yeah, whitewashed. Uh, oh, God, yeah, and... I, yeah, and I walked out of the office uh, with a uh, Hey Soul Sister playing in the background. It was great. But uh, no, honestly. Uh, okay, so here is my gripe with Latinx. It is, let's, let's make one thing clear. So it Hispanics, is Latinx. Yes, it's, it's so Latinx. So it's like it's WWE Latinx. where you walk in, it's like Latinx, and you throw your hands up. Well, Actually, just as a side good. note, when I was Googling this, I put Latinx in the URL, and I... Um, I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. So be careful when you put it in the URL. Oh my, that's okay. All right, well. It was well, naughty things. Yeah, I yeah, bet you it was, was naughty, naughty, naughty things. Naughty. It was not. <laughs> I, well, at least we know that um, the adult film industry has been keeping it progressive for yeah. however many decades the internet's been out for. <laughs> Gabe, if it's on the internet, there's a porn about it. That's the rule. You, th you think we're on there yet, Evan? Oh, I hope not. Someone's got to make a fanfic. I'm oh gonna... God. No, do not do that. No one, no one do that. Nobody do that. Oh, God, it's going to be Jeff Moore. He's going to make it. Anyway, yeah, stop encouraging people. Okay. So Latinx isn't, isn't a real word in the, in the Spanish language at all. It's not in, inside the Romance language. Uh, and when we look at the origins of, you know, of our people, yes, uh, technically, Amani and I uh, have been westernized because we were colonized in south and central america we were colonized by uh, white europeans who brought over uh black slaves from africa as well and uh there was also asiatic um natives that had migrated and just what just kept going south uh so you'll see that there's a very big uh you know mesh of the culture and then you know you teach them spanish and you make them catholic and boom you have a hispanic you have people that look like me and Amani, and some are more vertically challenged than others uh with that being said uh, yeah, so already once we were, I guess, whitewashed, if, if that's what you want to say. But the difference is, is that we've adopted that culture. We've made that culture our own. Virtually, aside from the language, there is almost no similarity between Hispanic, uh, Hispanic American Latino culture uh, with that of Spain, of that of Europe. It's very, we've made our own uh, slang. We've made our own... Uh, forms of, of dance, uh, of, you know, of verbiage, of every single uh, Hispanic American country, or sorry, Latin American country, has its own identity even. So there are even subcultures within the greater culture. And nowhere do, do we actually see Latinx. Nowhere in those other countries of origin, nowhere in my motherland, do I see people going, somos Latinx, para incluir a todos, to include everyone. No one says that. What it is, is it's an attempt by hyper-educated, pseudo-intellectual academics in liberal universities trying to push a new identity on a whole race and group of people where it has nothing to do with each other. And they're using it for the sake of being gender neutral. In saying Latinos, it means that it's inclusive of everyone. And, you know, I'm pretty sure Monica can give you a better, uh, you know, more information on this. So I'm just going to get her, you know, her uh, two cents into it. Well, first of all, I decided to just do a quick Google search because before this year, I actually didn't even know that this word existed. Um, and I, I only knew it existed because um, I, I, it was brought to my attention by other conservatives. Otherwise, I didn't even know this existed. My family, especially the, the, the people that were born in Mexico, they absolutely don't use it. And when I asked them, they had never heard it and they actually started laughing. 
because this is not something that is actually uh, coming from our culture. It's coming from the top down. And I, there was a, a Pew uh, Research, um, there was a study done by the Pew Research Center, and it turns out that only 23% of Hispanics in this country even know the word, and of those 23%, only 3% use it. Um, and there were direct links to the people that did use it or even knowing about it. There were, there were a couple of, of common denominators. Uh, one, they were born here, so they're not, uh, they were like first generation or second generation. And two, gringos been in college. So that's oh, really, exactly. Otherwise, you're not, you're not coming, for example, like let's, let's say we have grandparents or great grandparents. They don't know what the heck this is. And this should really tell you how privileged we are as a society that we have time to think about mundane things like, I don't like that language. It's not inclusive enough, you know, even though no one has ever had a problem with it. I feel like, the, you, you know, like people that work, that have to survive, that, that don't rely on the government, don't have time to sit around and think about these things, kind of like the bathroom signs. So this should really let you know, this is all, all the, the degradation of our culture is really coming from these universities. And I, and I promise you that it's white liberals. It's not Hispanics sitting there trying to come up with these things. I mean, maybe now, who knows? Um, but it's, it's all white liberals and they're trying to disintegrate our culture. Well, the biggest thing that we see is that what the left always does is they, what they, their plan for like the last 20 years has been, let's take every group that's not straight white men and let's try to bring them into one group. So let's take all the Hispanics, whether they're male, female, gay, straight, whatever it is, they're from Ecuador, they're from Mexico, they're from Guatemala, they're from El Salvador, and we're going to give them one identity. And guess what? That new identity is only going to be accepted by the left because the right's going to go, oh, that's stupid. And that's how we're going to get everybody. That creates division. That, right. That's what they do. It's all about grabbing as many people as possible. Listen, I've spoken to a lot of gay people. I've spoke, we've had gay people on the show before. Gay men and lesbian women are not part of the same community. They don't like each other. And neither one of them really like the trans community. There is no real LGBTQ, double A, whatever the hell they want to put at the end of that thing, plus minus multiplication, whatever the hell it is, percentage sign. There is no community. It's different groups of people that have been shoved under one banner to push social justice, which again, we know is a garbage term. It's all, it's all a game, it's all nonsense. And I've said it once, I'll say it again. They don't want to get there to their end game. They want to keep talking about it because there Extending is Extending no that solution. finish line. Right. If, if every time it's like, no, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. You know, we need more money. And I still have cause to fight for because there's still something down there. Things were so good in this country before COVID. We were arguing about pronouns. We were arguing about pronouns, about whether or not you could call an individual they, which you can't because that's not English. It's a singular person. You can't be a they as a singular person. You want to be called it. You want to be called he, she, whatever the hell it is. It's fine. I'm not changing the English language. They is for multiple people. So unless you unless you have multiple personality disorder, I'm not calling you they. That's just not happening. But that's how good things were. That's what happens. And we talked about this before. The natural state for humanity is conflict. It's a natural state of nature. Is nature ever at peace? No. Even when it looks like it's at peace, right? You have spiders catching flies. You have, you know, I work at a camp. We had a hawk in the middle of camp come down from a tree and kill a squirrel. The middle of the day. Just grip, <laughs> kim. That's nature. Nature is chaos. Nature is, is confrontation. It's about fighting. It's about competition, which is why communism never works, right? Because communism creates laziness and no one wants to do anything. At the end of the day, we don't, we're not going to sit around in a drum circle going kumbaya. It's I want to be better. I'm, I want to be the best because that's our natural drive. And it just, it really, the whole thing comes down. Identity politics is complete garbage. It's all about harvesting votes. It's all about getting and trying to get as many people on your side through just nonsense because honestly at the end of the day if if gabe was lived in his in his ancestral homeland amani you lived in yours and i lived in mine we would have or my my families we would have nothing in common because i would be in germany gabe would be in ecuador, ecuador. yeah <laughs> gabe would be in ecuador 
and Imani, you would be in Mexico. And we would have, you two would have nothing in common. You would never interact. Your cultures would be completely different. The only thing that brings people together is being an American. And that's what the left despises. But it's the same thing that they try to do all the time. Let's bring everyone together under our banner. They're all, you're all the same. But you know, you're not all American. We're not Americans. It's different. We're going to change it. But America was that. That's what America's always been. It's mm -hmm. about creating a place where everyone can come. And that's what it started as. People coming from different parts of Europe. And then it evolved. Mm -hmm. it? To that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to that point, I mean, really quickly. Uh, as I mentioned with the Romance languages, uh, one of the bases that you can actually find a lot of similarities uh, for Spanish is Italian. And, there, and being a Romance language, you have uh, feminine and masculine pronouns. Uh, or terms of or ways of saying things, and you don't find any Italian X, well, guess what? You lost your opportunity to try and force that in the, in the, in the Italian community when you guys start attacking Christopher Columbus. Hardcore. Yeah. Just saying. If y'all didn't mess with Christopher Columbus, just let him be. Y'all would have been able to try and push two types of Xs. Maybe go for a third. I don't know, but you struck out with that one. Well, I'm just wondering, um, my fear is that uh, I think that what's really keeping this together is us young conservatives, right? Keep maintaining the language the, the way that it is, uh, protecting it. And our older people are conservative, even though they don't want to acknowledge that they are conservative, our conservative, you know, older Hispanics. And, and my fear is, you know, once they start dying off in a very long time, that we're just going to have nothing but Latin access. And that is my Once the old people die. I don't even want to think about that, but that, I'm afraid that all of our, these values that usually are are are, in, are coming from our parents that immigrated here those those beautiful values that mesh so well with West with um you, you know here in the United States uh, they're just gonna be gone, and I feel like it's really up to us the young conservatives to really maintain that so we could be the ones that uh you know. I don't know. I don't even want to say save Western civilization, but I don't know. Do I mean, guys... that's key. That's what we have to do. We have to save Western civilization. It's, it's really up to us. And um, I, I know people say all the time, you know, don't argue with people. Once you present the evidence, if they don't want to hear it, then just plant the seeds and walk away. And I've planted about 20,000 seeds and walked away. But um, the only way we're going to find out who was right in the end is probably under communism. And I don't think that I would, I would want to be under communistic rule and be like, see, I was right. You know, so I don't want it to get to that point. I don't want to lose all my rights. I mean, I know it's going to be a gradual process and people don't think that it's going to happen, but eventually you see how they're chipping away at a free speech, obviously going around the constitution, doing it through social media. You can't find a job to destroy your life. Um, and other little ways coming after our guns, that I feel like we really uh, do have to step up and save Western civilization. Gabe? I think she hit the nail on the head. Uh, we are the last bastion of Western civilization. Uh, Europe, which was the standard, has fallen to uh, radical uh, left-leaning ideals. And this isn't the first time that we've seen uh, great civilizations succumb to that. I mean, look at the Roman Empire. They are, did the same thing. They succumbed to fall are uh, left-wing ideals and they the governmental system aside from you know barbarian invasions and whatnot they added that sort of rhetoric into their culture they enforced that culture into their already established culture that was working for them for uh thousands of years and they fell and we're seeing that happen all throughout europe now there's no longer an individual sovereignty it's now a union of countries that will work together and will be limited by one determining country, that being Germany. Ironic how they were able to take control that way. But we also find that when we don't embrace these ideals, we, we, we lose ourselves. Europe, the, the European Union is going to help. Uh, South America has not even been established yet because while they do have Western ideologies, they never fully went through with it and they allowed for corruption and for personal gain to supersede that of the Republic. Now, that might seem like a collective idea, but when you look at the basis of how our republic is set up, it is still the most successful and best government structure that we've seen in the world to date, which guarantees equality for everyone. And what Evan, what you said was 100% correct. An American doesn't mean 
a white person, a black person, uh, a Hispanic person, any other race, creed, gender, sexual orientation, it means all of us. And people need to start remembering that. 100%. I'm just going to end this episode with one thought before we remind people about all of Gabe's social media handles. And, and it really comes down to, at the end of the day, if we fall, there is no one coming to pull our ass out of the fire. Look at the, look at the 20th century. Every time shit goes to hell, who shows up to save the day? America. There is no one else. We have to stand up for our country. There is no one that's going to come and save us if communism comes to this country. We are going to have to shoot our way out without help. That is a fact. Look at World War One, World War II, all the conflicts throughout the 20th century. The United States is the one that pulled Europe out of the fire and pulled everyone else out. And there is no one coming to save us. We have to save ourselves. So, guys, that's a great place to end this show. Amani, if you can just give the folks at home a reminder of where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at redpilledicarly. I haven't pulled the trigger yet on Twitter. Um, but we'll see how that goes. I might, I'll let you guys know in the future. All right. Gabe, your 30 uh, handles. All right. So if you're on Instagram, that is Baron.Montalvo. Baron is not a name. It is a title of aristocracy. Thank you very much. Also, on Twitter, because people have actually been catching on now, so I got to say it. On Twitter, Baron underscore Montalvo. Uh, until they switch the uh, dots and the underscores, it's going to stay that way. All right. Now, if you are on Facebook, please click the tab section and look up Gabriel E. Montalvo on the pages section. That's me. You can like, follow, share my stuff. It helps beat the shadow ban. And if you support the Hispanic conservative movement, please follow the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. If you're in New York, look up New York chapter. We'd love to have you and keep the movement going. And no, you do not have to be Hispanic to join our movement. Yeah, they do some good stuff, uh, especially with the NYYRC. We were at the event on uh, Thursday which was a lot of fun. Emma was there, uh, the conservative Latina. So guys, make sure you support all of Gabe's stuff because they need help. And make sure that you follow us on Instagram at underscore Empire, underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, and make sure you visit our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com for all links to all our stories, merch, episodes, and all of that. Make sure you share, like, subscribe, everything, guys. Audio platforms, videos, everything. Share it around. Let people know that there are voices here in New York that are willing to fight back against leftist oppression. We have to do it because this state is honestly on the brink of collapse. It is never, I don't think it's ever been this bad, and it's not going to get better unless we, the people, stand up and fight back. So for that, stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom. (laughs) 